ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. It's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Here I am. Here we are rolling along on this Friday, getting you ready for Cuse's uh, visit down to the Steel City tomorrow, off to the sold-out Peterson Event Center. Man, that place gets a rocking when Pitt is good. And uh, guess what? Pitt is good. Pitt is very good right now. They may be the best team in the league. Miami and Virginia certainly have uh, things to say about that, but uh, Pitt in the mix within a half game of the lead league. Them, Virginia, and Miami dueling for the conference title down the stretch. With that, we'll bring in the color analyst for the Pittsburgh radio broadcast, Curtis Sankin, onto the program. Curtis, always good to chat, my friend. And, uh, man, uh, <laughs> the Panthers, they are playing some serious ball, aren't they, since we uh, last talked before Christmas? Brian, you're right. It's, it's been a different team, and uh, for good reasons. I mean, these guys are working hard. They're connected on both ends of the floor. They like each other. They trust the leadership uh, on any given night. One of the one of the big four can step up and take over the game. Uh, very very unselfish. It's, it's just a different team. Uh, it's one of those teams that y- you want every team to at least have the type of character that these kids have in terms of you know really trusting their leadership and liking each other and playing playing for each other. It, it it feels like Curtis, and we, we talk about it. You know, you, you want an old team. The average age is twenty three. There's a lot of fifth year guys, a lot of transfers in. You know, it took a little bit to click, right? Like the beginning of the season, a, a little bit of a slow start, and it felt like in many ways, like the game in the dome. At least the first thirty minutes was maybe the game. It, it kind of clicked that this Pittsburgh team could have something special. Well, that's that's a great point, and you know, I, I agree. Obviously, I call the games for the Pitt Panthers, and I think that game was kind of important. Uh, a point, a point, important turning point for the team. Not that they were losing before that, but I think mm-hmm. they, they, you know, to go into a dome and win like that. Um, obviously, it was, it was a great game, and you know, they just from that game on, it just seemed like the confidence level was at, at a different level. And uh, you know, obviously, they've been playing lights out. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jamarius Burton's having a great season. Yeah, Syracuse has seen Nelly Cummings hit a ton of threes. So regardless of what uniform he wears, he hits a ton of threes. Uh, against Syracuse, Blake Hanson had a monster game in the Dome, Federico Federico. We'll, we'll go through all those guys here, but uh, wh- where do you think Pitt's slotting in the league right now? Obviously, they're fighting with Miami and Virginia for the league title. Uh, do you feel Pitt is the best, or are those teams all kind of equivalent right now? What's uh, what's your mind on that, Curtis, now that you've seen them all? Well, you know, they beat Miami head-to-head. They beat Virginia head-to-head. Those are the other two teams that's at the top of the league. So right now the Panthers are in first place because they beat those teams head-to-head. I think Miami has one more win than they do because they played more games. Mm-hmm. And that's why tomorrow's game is going to be a huge game. And thanks to uh, Coach Jim Behind, there's a lot of motivation behind for winning that game, <laughs> as you can imagine. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Curtis, because that's you know a lot's been going on around here. So that was, I don't know, what, three? three it feels like it was nine years ago now. I guess that was... Was only about three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, when uh, Jim said all well, that. He's... Around here, around here, it feels like it was nine minutes ago. Okay, so that's what I was. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask because. You know, like a lot's happened around here. Said there have been big wins and blowout losses. Uh, Jim says a lot of stuff. So, uh, not that we've moved on, but uh, many, many things have been said and talked about since then. So Jim said all that stuff. Name check Pittsburgh. Obviously, obviously, Pitt got a ton of players out of the portal. However, they got there, it doesn't really matter. Um, 
we I've been there. I've seen the Oakland Zoo. They're going to be right behind the orange bench tomorrow. What what is that going to be like, especially with uh, the Pitt student section and whatever they're going to have in store for uh, Coach Beheim tomorrow? It's going to be insane. I'm telling you, it's going to be insane. You know, as good as the team is, that's how good our student section has been this year in terms of being a sixth man for the Pitt Panthers. I mean, and again, they have more than more than enough reason to to have even a little more energy tomorrow uh, tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember back to I mean, this is a decade ago now, but Michael Carter Williams had a, a little incident at the local oh. mall here, and like the entire yeah. Pitt student section was like the next game were all wearing bathrobes, which is impressive. Like college students don't just have bathrobes at the ready, so I'm sure they had to go like acquire them and whatnot. And like that had nothing to do with Pitt, right, Curtis? Like this was a direct right. thing about Pittsburgh. So this is gonna go like ten levels beyond what that was. No 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 question about it. I mean he he is gonna hear uh from <laughs> from the student section it really the entire you know that when you think about the Panthers, I mean this is this is a university that's really connected to the city. So mm-hmm. that was pretty much throughout the city, not just the Pitt campus. That was it. Yeah, are you feeling, you know, Pitt had a, a few down years here recently, and, you know, attendance, it used to be, you know, like guaranteed sellouts there, and that that stopped for a while. Do you feel like the general vibe of the Pete is back to where, you know, it was when it was uh, rocking, when they were rolling with Jamie Dixon, you know, five, ten years ago? I tell you, my my broadcast partner and I had talked about that a few games back, and the energy is not quite there yet. It'll certainly be there tomorrow, but um, I think they're headed certainly headed in the right direction. Okay, you know, I I was there. I mean, this is way back when I was a, a student. I was there the first time that Pitt lost when when Syracuse got him back in '04. It was like, wow, this building is yeah. It, it, that building is something else, right? Like that is a significant advantage when it's when it's rocking like it can be. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, it's about twelve five, but it feels like you know they're all on top of you, and, and it can it can get rocking. And you know, like I mentioned, they have a great student body this year. Uh, the, the group that's in charge of the Oakland Zoo—they're very organized, as you as you mentioned. You know, they study their opponents and <laughs> they, uh, they they cheer accordingly. Yeah, you know, they do the same. Like Duke gets all the publicity for this, but hey, Pitt does the—they get the research. They hand out the sheets and the whole thing. Before the game, like I, I don't know what they're gonna have ready for Jim tomorrow, but I promise you this, uh, they'll be ready. Curtis Sakin, the Pitt radio color analyst, is our guest. All right, Curtis, let's go back to the first meeting. Like that was a a lot happened in that game. Pitt, Pitt's up by twenty, dominating. There's a little foul trouble on Federico. Federico, the Orange throw on the press and come back, and you know it's down to just a few plays in the last thirty seconds or so. What what were your takeaways from that game that you, you think may apply to tomorrow? You know, I, I think, you know, the, in terms of the turnovers, I think that that was the difference in the game. Um, and, and that, that when the Panthers have struggled, that's what it, that's the area where they struggle to turn the ball over and, you know, other teams turning defense and offense on us very quickly. Uh, I think they, they kind of figured that out. Um, I think their, their spacing is a lot better, which is important, you know, to attack in that zone. Uh, and they're not trying to just do it off the bounce. They're trying to do it off the pass. They, they swing it, swing it, try to create good angles, then to get in the gaps. Um, I, I also think, you know, at least back then, you know, guys were just, it was, it was a lot of one-on-one and guys were trying to prove that they could play. Um, oh, I think all that stuff's out of the window now. This this team is is as connected as any team I've seen at Pitt, at least for a long time. I mean, they're, they're just 
you know, they trust each other. You know, one guy gets it going, they feed him. They don't. There's no jealousy, and those those things make make a big difference when you talk about team play and, and winning close games. Uh, I think you know, down the stretch against against you guys. They just made big plays, and more importantly, they got good stop, big stops. You know, they they understand that they can't win the game on offense alone. Sometimes it has to be on the defensive end. And a very, very mature team. Obviously, they're an older team, but they get it and they understand the game. Yeah, we know from that game, like the Orange were down. I mean, the press was thrown on by Syracuse. I mean, that was more out of lack of other options at that point. Uh, I think. Right. Is that something like, obviously, Pitt struggled with it that day. Is there any reason to think that would be something they would uh, struggle with uh, uh, again, or do you feel that was more of a, a one-off thing just based on the, the circumstances of that game? Well, that, you know, when they talk about being impressive with this team, the most impressive part is they actually learn from their mistakes. They, they, they study. They, they, you know, they take the film work. They take that seriously, and trust me, they're going to be prepared. They 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 watch that tape um, after that game. I'm sure they're going to watch it in the next 48 hours, 24 hours, and and pull that reason. I mean, these kids are very mature, as I mentioned, and their basketball IQ is at a different level for you know, college players. So I think they'll be prepared. If, if if they win, it won't be because they made the same mistakes. Yeah, and. Syracuse, what that is. Yeah, I, that, and that's worrisome for the Orange because uh, Pitt didn't make many other mistakes than they, in the first meeting. They were like the first thirty <laughs> yeah. minutes. They were they were great. And Nelly Cummings, uh, the Orange fans have seen that. They saw it when he was at Colgate. He had six threes in the dome two years ago. He had six threes this year uh, for Pittsburgh. And you know, looking at the numbers here, the last couple of weeks, it looks like he's really caught fire yet again here. Uh, the last few games for the Panthers. What what's Nelly doing so well right now? Well, I, I think his, he just has a great feel for the game. I think, you know, his biggest deal was early was he was forcing things. Now he under, he's letting the game come to him. And uh, the guys, what happens is the other guys are playing so well, it's hard to double him. you got to play him one-on-one, and he's so explosive off the bounce, and he's under control when he gets into the lane. It's not, you know, he's not picking up offensive fouls. He's not you know, getting himself in the, you know, when he's leaving the floor without having anywhere to go with the ball. I mean, he's just playing, you know, just, just really solid basketball right now, and the guys trust him. And, you know, if you double him, if you come to help, you head too hard, he'll kick it. And we have multiple guys, Blake Henson, Greg Elliott. I mean, they can step away and knock down a triple, and it's just hard to, hard to help against this team. you got to stay connected. Yeah, and uh, hey, the Orange found that out in spades. <laughs> Certainly 13 threes <laughs> made by uh, Pittsburgh. Right in the last meeting by a team that averages uh, about nine a game. So they shoot it well and uh, did even more than that against the Orange earlier this year. Uh, Curtis Aiken with us, the Pitt Radio Color Analyst. Curtis, I want to ask you this. I've been talking to this you know, with everyone that's you know involved with any of the ACC teams all year. Like We, we get it. The net numbers for the league are not good. It's dragging everybody uh, down in a way for a variety of reasons. You look at Pitt, they're 18-5 and five basically for the last two and a half months. The latest bracketologies are sitting as a 10 seed, and they might win the ACC. The whole thing doesn't quite make sense in my head. How are you kind of sorting that out from a, a pit perspective, where this is for sure a tournament team, but you know they're, they're probably going to get in with not not the greatest of seeds this year, despite their record. Well, you know, I, I think it's played well for for Pitt because all of the guys, including the coaching staff, they all have a chip on their shoulders. They feel that they're being disrespected. You think about the record. Right now, they're on top of the ACC, and we're not, they're not even ranked. They haven't been ranked all year. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's unfortunate. I don't understand it. Um, you know, I, I, I think it has a lot to do with maybe the, the, the teams that they're accustomed to being on the top aren't on the top, so now the league's not that good. You know, I, I, I just I don't I don't necessarily buy into that. But for a team to be in a, a Power Five conference and and on top of the league and not be ranked, it's just uh, is. It's, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, I I join you in that thought, Curtis. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me <laughs> either. Looking at, I, I'd say Pitt. <laughs> when I, when I look at Pitt, and especially, hey, uh, you know, the transfer portal. It was a very new team. Yeah, the first what two and a half weeks of the season didn't look so great. Like I know right. you can't throw it out of the numbers, but I do wonder what the committee is going to do with that because it's not right. This is not the same team as it was on on November tenth, and maybe more dramatically than almost any team in the country, probably. No question about it. There's no question about it. It's not about how well you're playing. They always talk about how well you're playing in March. That's what matters. I mean, <laughs> it should matter right now how well you're playing. And I don't know that many teams are playing as well as Panthers, particularly in our conference. Yeah, I don't know I don't know how well Pitt's going to play in March, but I know this. In January and February, they've been pretty darn good. All right, Curtis, uh, thanks so much for hopping on today. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. I'm sure it's going to be a, a great atmosphere at the Pete. Brian, I always enjoy talking to you, my friend. All right, that is Curtis Aiken, the Pittsburgh radio color analyst. Always good to uh, chat with Curtis there. And, man, Pitt's good. Pitt's good. This is going to be a legitimately extremely tough challenge for the Orange on the road tomorrow. With that, we will take a break. We'll hit you with a little some picks. It's Friday. we got some picks for you. The man that sort of knows. What does he think he knows this week? We'll tell you about that when we come back or right after this on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.